0: This week's episode of Here's On Again is brought to you in part by WATP Live. Visit whoarethese.com. The most recent episode was their live show from the city winery in Nashville. If you stay tuned until the end, there's a very special voicemail from uh, someone dressed like Stuttering John. And welcome back to here's what I don't get from north to south east to west the only the longest continental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues and the longest running podcast on the cnx tuesday podcast network i'm your host tab burn with me today as always my friend tim the Handlebreaker. big eagles fan tim the Handlebreaker. yeah yeah
1: i like Wants to take to it easy
0: suck off joe walsh like a faggot <laughs> <laughs> uh how was the eagles tim
1: uh they sounded like the Eagles. Yeah, so terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry
0: that there wasn't a suicide bomber there. Yeah, yeah.
1: I like the uh Eagles suck uh mentality. Uh huh. Uh and I I don't find it offensive or uh anything like that. Uh, I was I was raised on their music. So yeah, it's so was everybody
0: else. That's why yeah. they suck.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I enjoy, I don't, I, I don't like regularly seek the, seek out, listening to them No, of course, of course you don't seek out
0: listening to. No one seeks out to listen to the Eagles. <laughs> they just play it on every fucking yeah. s- everything that can be t- possibly turned into a speaker on the planet Earth. They're just like, "Oh, what do we Let's play some fucking Eagles, man. Everybody loves the Eagles. No they don't. Stop fucking playing their music. They're they're 900,000 years old. They haven't written yeah. a new fucking song in 50 goddamn years, and all the songs they wrote prior to that, fuck both. Stop <laughs> playing the fucking Eagles for the love of Christ. Uh, Stop playing Don Henley songs Stop playing Joe Walsh songs Stop playing fucking Don Felder songs Stop fucking playing music Take the goddamn inches away from these fucking boomers Take them from them and bash their fucking skulls in Holy fuck And anybody Fucking anyone who has a fucking Eagle CD in their car Line them up on the side of the highway And kill their fucking kids in front of them Fuck you. You are part of the fucking problem. And I realize that's members of my fucking family. I'm so fucking tired of you. They're not good. You've listened to them 600 fucking times. It's time to fucking stop. Fucking knock it the fuck off. Why didn't you work the Eagles concert tab? Because that would have been me all fucking day. 4 a.m. to what time did you guys leave? Uh, What thirty. One four a.m. to one fucking thirty. Twenty-one hours of just me fucking screaming obscenities until I was asked to leave. Ah, oh, fucking hate the Eagles. Haven't written a good song in the history of fucking ever. Not one fucking good song. Name a song. Sucks. Sucks.
1: Any,
0: okay. <laughs> any Eagles song. Uh, piece of shit. It's yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah, every fucking one of them. What's the worst Eagles song, Tim? What's my least favorite? No, Eagle no, no. Song? What is no? What is the objectively worst Eagles song? All of them. All of them. Correct. <laughs> They're all tied. Ah, uh, anyway. Yeah, so you were, got to got to be a robo spot operator for yeah. fucking Joe Walsh. Uh huh. Uh, I would have taken that call and they'd been like, "All right, well, you're gonna need to spot Joe Walsh," and I go, "No." Oh. <laughs> no thanks. no nah. no nah. Uh I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go start drinking. Goodbye. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Oh boy. What else? What else did you do this week, Tim?
1: Uh I went to go see I went to another concert. Uh went to the Canes. I went to go see uh Clutch. Yeah. With support from The Sword and uh a guy named Nate Bergman, uh who's the lead singer of a band called Lion Eyes. Uh, his solo stuff, he has got some pipes on him. Yeah, he can sing his butt off, and he can lay some pipe too. Yeah, in a, I, in a trough. He's, he's a rock star. <laughs> I assume so. Um, he was good. He was like a like a like a southern gothic kind of thing. Ghosts and
2: Goblins. dirt roads
1: and acoustic guitar. Huh. Uh, kind of cool. Um the Sword fucking killed it. They opened with their biggest song, which I think is a ballsy fucking move. That is move. a ballsy move. They're like, this is the one that was on Guitar Hero. This is the one that if any of you like are going to know one of our songs, this is it. Here it is. Did they play it again We're at the, the end sword. Of the set? That would have been awesome. They did not. <laughs> um They're cool. They they like they don't do any chatter. They're like Hello, Tulsa. We're the Sword. Thank you for coming. And then here's, I just played for forty-five minutes. They're, they're like, "Here's five songs," and then like after the fifth song, they're like, "Hey, thanks for clutch for bringing us out. Here's five more songs." <laughs> Thank you. Thank Good you. Good night. Good night. Yeah. yeah.
0: Perfect, perfect. They don't even, don't Billy Joel it up. <laughs> like, have you, you ever seen Billy Joel in concert? No. Billy Joel in concert is just, just like, telling the story it's between a every fucking song. Lecture with songs also <laughs> played. It's like, uh, yeah, back in nineteen seventy three, I was sitting in this bar, you know, on Long Island, and drinking with my friend. Nobody gives a shit. Had this, we had this idea for this song, and you know, we sat down, and brought it into the studio, and Don uh, Juan Jamirez, uh, he he was the producer on this album and we sat down and we recorded so many you just like
1: shut the fuck up and play Uptown Girl goddamn it play scenes from <laughs> an Italian restaurant please <laughs> please the love of god you're <laughs> killing me yeah uh yeah and then uh and then Clutch man I've seen them a couple times now and just every single time it's almost better than the net, better than the last yeah um it was just gr- just a great night.
0: I'm gonna start a metal band called Shifter.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's then, actually that's actually a pretty <laughs> pretty cool name for a band. And then clutch and Shifter can go on tour. <laughs> yeah, with uh, gas pedal and brakes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, oh. Mm, I saw car bomb. You know, a couple months ago. Would <laughs> <laughs> be a pretty good closer. <laughs> Parking brake. Yeah. Burnt rubber. Yeah. All, these are car themed jokes,
2: everybody. Yes.
0: Well, I just got back from Nashville. Yeah. Went to Nashville for uh for some chicken? No, I didn't have any chicken while I was really? in Nashville. I exclusively had beef. Ah. yeah. With all of the petty, petty people. <laughs> uh no, I so went out there for WATP Live as, you know, just as an audience member. Yeah. And it was a ton of fun. It was a great weekend. They did a comedy show on Saturday after the live show. And that was that was great. Uh Vic got up there and did 15 minutes of what we're going to call comedy <laughs>
2: uh,
0: Vinny Paulino very very funny comedian he didn't yeah. think he did a good job but I thought of the three performers he was the best and nice. then Shuli Egar who you've never heard of and uh-huh. I had never heard of I guess he was on Howard Stern or something huh. um, he's also a comedian he, he was fine uh, <clears throat> but yeah it was it was a, a really fun weekend but but uh, Vinny
1: had to do the stand up as a um, what you can call it from the creep off it was a a pizza pie? No, it, it, he did it as a he he lost cuz he lost an episode. Right? He had
0: to do, no, he, no, there was no punishment. Yeah, uh, it was a
1: punishment. It was not a punishment from the, from a creep off episode. No, no.
0: Oh, okay. Vinny's the stand up comedian. Full, yeah, I know, I know but I yeah. remember
1: we were listening to an episode of the creep off. Well, he,
0: he, he did have to do, uh, Patrick Michaels stand up. That's what a it was. But that that's was, what it was. That was before was, the, that's the that's Chicago was, live show. That's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking of. No, the, the Carl had to go to dinner with a listener and he went with the cow photographer who I met. And we show up to the, to Kid Rock's bar and grill. And I was, I had like put on a, a nice blue uh-huh. button down shirt and I was wearing like, Khaki pants. I was like, grabbed my gray sport coat. Fucking cow photographer shows up. He's dressed exactly the same way. I'm like, this is
2: embarrassing.
0: One of us gonna
1: have to change. The other. So, so
0: I went to I went to the live show dressed as DC Stuttering John. Yeah. And much like when I decided to become Bandana Cucks on my way to Tampa, I was driving and I was listening to uh, some podcasts and I was yeah. like, oh my god, this would
1: be hilarious. This
0: would be hilarious. I have to do this. So I like look up. I found a, a Goodwill on the way to yeah. to Nashville stop in the goodwill walk in i'm like uh, here's a black Here's a black jacket. Yeah, this is about two sizes too small. <laughs> uh, this is perfect. Here's some pants. They're about uh, two sizes too, too big, big in the waist yeah. and about four sizes too, too big, big in the big. Leg- yeah. legs. And they're all like a bunch bunched bu-
1: up. Didn't even try them on, but no. I, I knew they were like you were in a
0: 90s sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I found a button-down shirt where the cuffs even even with my arms straight down, the cuffs came to like the middle of my forearm. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't button the top button. Yeah. I was like, this is this is perfect. Went up to the register it's like 25 bucks get to my hotel room make a pot of coffee with the little pot you know little coffee maker uh take off all my clothes put the button down shirt on and go get in the shower and then i just poured the coffee all over (laughs) myself so that the the collar and the shirt would be all kind of brown and dingy Uh, and the sleeve i like rub the sleeves in it so they were gross so then I go, I go to the show and I, you know, I, I tie my tie where the tie actually comes out from behind the collar and then like pins the collar in underneath it. <laughs> and I got this jacket that's too small and my stained up shirt and yes. these pants that look like four sizes too big. <laughs> my shirt's like tucked in, but then the tail's still coming out. Yeah, yeah. I just look like, just look like shit. I look like, I look like a drunk, like stumbling in like a drunk. Yeah. Uh, it's the whole point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, very funny costume for, for that basically cost nothing, but then I get in, I lift back because there was a big gap between the two shows and I was like, I'm going to go lay down take a nap, uh, maybe do a little bit of work go get in the, the uh, lift to take it back to my hotel. And uh, the lady and I are talking when, you know, just chatting about this and that. And we get to back to my hotel and she's like, she's like, you seem like a really put together young man who, who knows what's going on. And, uh, you so know, why like, are you? no, no, she didn't even notice that. <laughs> oh. I was like, how, how are you looking at this? And going like, these nothing
1: here
2: makes yeah. any sense. <laughs>
0: like I'm embarrassed. I was embarrassed walking through the lobby of my hotel. Yeah. Like, like that because what it looked like in my mind is it looks like a guy who hooked up with a girl who's staying here uh-huh. who is now leaving yes, and just uh, kind of threw his clothes on real quick. Uh-huh. <laughs> walk of shame. It, it was a walk of shame. Um But yeah, it was it was a good time. And then so Sunday, this was the best part. Sunday, I went to Leapers Fork,
1: Tennessee. My God. Oh
0: yeah, which is. uh
1: Explain what Leapers Fork is, Tim. Uh Leapers Fork is uh Dolly Parton char- Dolly Parton's character, uh Jake's hometown in uh the classic movie Rhinestone. Um beloved movie by all. Oh yeah, everyone loves
0: it. Yeah. Um and so I'm go- I I'm I'm with there on a Sunday. It's a small town in Tennessee, and I'm thinking in my head, like Oh, it's, this is, you know, it's it's going to be, it's going to be nothing here. I'm going to cruise through and then I'm just going to like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to Louisville or fucking Chicago or St. Louis. I'm just going to go somewhere and, you know, kind of see, actually do something, actually do something. Yeah. On, on Monday before I head home. Well, I spent all goddamn day in Leapers, Fork. It was so much fun. the the I'm like pulling into town, and the sides of the highway are lined with cars because people come down here and like shop in these little shops and go to these restaurants and in their little historic district. And so I cruised around and went through the shops and bought some souvenirs. Mm-hmm. I sent you a postcard. Oh uh, nice. yeah. I dropped in the mailbox in Leaper's Fork, so I don't know I may, I may I'm hoping that it'll get like, It'll get canceled in Leaper's Fork, but it may not get canceled. Mm. It may be canceled in like Franklin or something. But uh, sent you and Trucking and Tucking uh, both postcards from there. And um, so then, like that afternoon, it's it's late in the afternoon. It's like, well, I could, I probably can't make it anywhere at this point. And uh, like talking with Carl, and he's like, oh yeah, we're gonna go hang out on the Strip and you know have some beers and some dinner. So I met up with the their the show crew with WATP and spent Sunday night with them, and then drove back Monday and. Yeah, had a really great weekend. Uh it was nice to kind of have time off, but I bought this in Leapers Fork, and it's not for you. But you, you might find it interesting. Yeah. It's a printed map of the town. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. It's by an artist that uh individually numbered. So this is number thirty-four. Oh, cool. <laughs> and uh, it has all the different places off of the like main street. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to use it to figure out where the the movie was filmed, but I'm I'm pretty well convinced the movie was not. I think filmed.
1: the movie was filmed about right here.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty well convinced that uh, the movie was not filmed in, um, li- in leap at all. Yeah, yeah which is a uh, which is a bummer.
1: But maybe maybe someday I'll go back and try again. I don't know. I wonder if they uh, they set they set the movie there because of the giant yeah. hills. Those aren't really
0: giant hills. Like they're they're drawn giant, but they're really not that giant. The, the, I've seen the movie. Those are some giant hills. The the map also has this weird perspective thing where it's uh-huh. like the buildings on the north side of the of the road point north, and the buildings on the south side of Look, the road point south. People's
1: bodies are weird. Sometimes you got one pointing north, one pointing south. <laughs> yeah. It's, either uh, either way, they're they're two giant hills. They, they are some giant hills. Hmm yeah
0: so anyway well let's uh let's get into some issues tim what's your first issue this week
1: uh hold hold the the button there because because my my first issue requires a bit of a story okay um i'll i'll cue you in
0: so back in 1963 <laughs> no, six so, douchebags got together yeah. and decided to start making
2: music
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> um no but i i was so this is a couple of weeks ago uh i went to the slipknot show um as I talked about, and I encountered, uh, my issue that week, one of my issues that week was the birthday boy, mm-hmm. right? We had this young kid whose dad shoved him and, you know, they, they just shoved their way up front, you know, in, you know, say, Oh, it's my kid's birthday. He, so, you know, therefore he didn't say this part, but you know, therefore he gets to be up front, even though you paying adults, um, who got here at a you know early enough time to get a front seat? Now get to be shoved, now get to be shoved you know aside mm-hmm. because it's my kid's birthday, and I'm not a good parent. Yeah, and I do not make good life decisions. That's so I didn't get here on time. Of course not. Um. Well, at the Clutch Show last week, I encountered, I didn't think this was possible, an even worse type of person. Okay. Here's what I don't get, wheelchair guys. Oh wow, you're gonna get ableist. <laughs> oh yeah, and I think as as the host of a show who has a had who has had a wheelchair guy, on a it? wheelchair guy oh, no, on it it's before, okay. many I have times, a wheelchair friend. <laughs> as someone with the wheelchair friend, <laughs> I think I'm okay to say this. Um, so I'm I'm I. Uh, I'm in the front of the crowd, center, very center, yeah. smack dab center, in the front of the crowd. And I feel uh, during- going <laughs> to hit the back of your ankles? <laughs> no. So the sword are like three songs in. Um, I think they're, they're playing like Cloak of Feathers. And uh, I get a I get a tap on the back of my shoulder, kind of like a, like a nudge. I get a nudge on the back of my shoulder. And I look around, and it's a lady. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then out of my peripheral, I see someone who I think is, I thought was like, like on the gr- like squatting down. No, squatting down, like looking for something, like he had dropped something. Like I thought it, and and you know, real quick and before I had pieced it together, I thought, oh, she she wants me to like move and like help this guy find you know his contact or whatever he dropped, right? Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh no, he's not like crouching on the floor. He's in a wheelchair and she's moving him forward to the to be in the very front mm. moving me aside mm. running over um the guy who was previously to my left running over his foot uh, they're just shoving their way to the front so he can be um so he can be in the front there during sword and he's got yeah. a cane right and so he's 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 there and he's I got his uh, his he's holding his cane in his right hand and in his left hand he's grabbing the the rail you know and he's like He's, he's like a, he's like in his late 50s mm-hmm. you know he's really getting into it um but like uh guy guy plus wheelchair plus person pushing the wheelchair takes up a lot of space a lot of space and you're already in the in a small concert venue mm-hmm. that is packed it was already packed um and so like you know it's already cl- we're already close to everyone around you. And then you have that big mess, like wedge its way in, and I'm like, I, I was, you know, I was like, you know, I was in the front there, like headbanging, and like now I'm like pinned to the person on my right's arm. I've got his wheelchair you pinning tell my no. left side of the body. No, I can get back wheels. If I had known it was going to happen, but it was, it was like, it was, it was an instant. It was like I got the shoulder thing, which got me to, I think like they clearly they've done this before oh yeah because the shoulder move gets you to move side look behind you which like um it 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 foreshortens your width yeah so it makes it easier for you to get in for
0: them to get in the thing do when you turn is to stick is to stick your leg out that way yeah no no no
1: no, no. believe i've done it before like there's uh when i was at um the megadeth show there was you know there's ever there's always any show really there's this guy's trying to get to the front. Uh-huh. And you just have to plant yourself and be like, no, I'm not moving. I came here. I got here before you. I got here before you. you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And some, you know, occasionally you'll, you know, like a spot will open and someone will find, you know, you'll fill the gap in. Or there will be a gap, you know, will just sort of happen and, you know, oh, there's I can I can move up a spot, right? Um. But it it just reminded me because uh He stayed through like the sword and then the sword finished up. They fucked off. And now I'm like, I'm like, I'm holding on to the rail, the railing. And I kind of held on to it like with a purpose. Yeah. Like I, I, that was like, I'm, you know, my arms extended, like I'm not fucking moving again. The first time I
0: saw a cake, it was it was like that. We were and I planted both hands on on yeah. the railing, and I was like, "This is our this is our bubble." Yes, yeah. You know, this, this is <clears throat> nobody, which is can. crazy
1: because like then clutch came on and uh, and um and everybody left. No, no, no. <laughs> and they're playing, and a couple songs in, I look over to my left, and he's done the same thing, like. So he's just 10, taking breaks between between sets, yeah, yeah, like yeah, a douchebag. Yeah. What a fucking and using, asshole! And using his like, oh, I'm in a wheelchair yeah. to like get up front. And it was funny because after he left, the there was like a family that was still left of me the whole show, and the dad was like, he was he, you know, he was we were making small talk in between, and he was like, that wheelchair guy was kind of rude. He was like yeah. he ran over my foot. I was like, I was like, dude, totally. If he if they would have like you know tapped on the shoulder and be like, hey, can we get in for like a few songs up here? It, you know what my answer would have been? No. Fucking hell yeah, get Pick on up here. Get the fuck out of here, wheels. <laughs> no, but like if, you had, if they had had any courtesy, right, and just been like, hey, can we squeeze in for a little bit here? Mm-hmm. It, the, you know, if, if anyone's ever been to Metal Show, like, sure, you, I mean, you think, you know, any, anyone that hasn't been and, you know, thinks bad of it, you, you might automatically think of like the wall of death and the um, the circle pits and like, you know, people beating each other up, but it's super friendly. Yeah. Um, People are very courteous um, for the most part, and so you know, a simple, nice you know asking gesture would have gotten him up front. Yeah. Oh shit, dude in a wheelchair. Fucking yeah, hell, come on up here, buddy. Um, but like just wedging your way in, what an asshole. He reminded me of um, uh, kind of vaguely in looks, but ju- but in in general demeanor of like. Um, a, uh, oh, what's his name? Why did, I, why did I just blank on his name? Um,
2: oh. I just blew
1: myself. You were so stupid. <laughs> yeah. um, I just blew myself. Yeah, Tobias Fienk. Right, oh, uh, yeah, David Cross. David Cross. He reminds me of an angry David Cross sketch <laughs> character. <laughs> <laughs> like, like imagine an angry David Cross in at a, a bad, me, At a metal show. A metal, just like, in, a uh, in a wheelchair with wheelchair. a cane with a bad comb over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, like, angry, at, angry at life.
0: I've been, so, I've been listening to metal music since before you were born.
1: <laughs> Basically, that's exactly what I, this guy I, was.
0: I, I was put in this wheelchair after the mosh pin in 1982. <laughs> Crowd surfed me over the edge of a 10-foot ravine. <laughs> I fell in this the ravine for three days until the crow circling finally got someone to look and find out what was going on. And you know what? I still
1: master to this day! <laughs> and it it was it was funny, it was like um like when When parents try to get their kids to the front, you know, it's so that, like, they can have the lead singer be like, oh, look, there's a kid over here. Yeah. That guy's awesome. You guys are awesome. Bring the kid up on stage. Yeah. Or or, or or whatever. Stage pass. Yeah. And, you know, and I've seen, like, wheelchair guy crowd surf before. Mm -hmm. Not that guy, but, like, I've seen, like, the crowd, like, you know, surf a, a guy in a wheelchair before. You know, and that gets, you know, that goes, that'll, in the, this day and age, that'll go viral. You know, like this guy in a wheelchair at a Metallica show was crowd surfing and then um Metallica gave him a thumbs up and invited him backstage. Well, they all blew him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, and so this guy had the cane, right? Mm-hmm. So, cause he's he stood up for about half a song,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is about, I think as long as he could. But when he was sitting down, he was also, you know, he was on the railing. So he's using the, he's like, banging his cane on the railing, like you know, to the beat and stuff. And it's it's loud. That's like his his cane on the metal railing is loud. And we're at a metal show and like this the guy the the lead singer from The Sword is kinda like side eyeing <laughs> him. Like what the fuck are you doing, man?
0: <laughs> He's trying to be uh the cowbell guy. Yeah. Ding, ding, yep. ding. Yeah, that is annoying. Because <laughs> I bet it wasn't like right in time either. No, I'm sure they've got click track in there, but they're yeah. still hearing that banging. Like this is uh, Got focus. <laughs> I'm sure you think they were backstage after the show like did you see that fucking wheelchair course, guy yeah. fucking banging his cane yeah. what an asshole <laughs> yeah I don't blame him uh, I, I just this is why I don't go to concerts yeah yeah in my I, I, I had a fucking blast in dude. my ideal world yeah. concert is our chairs you pay for a chair you sit in your chair uh-huh. you don't fucking stand up yeah you just sit in your chair and you shut the fuck up well, I think you'll you'll get to experience that in a few weeks. No, no,
1: you no. don't think so. Everybody's
0: gonna be fucking singing along and standing. We're gonna be fucking standing the whole fucking show.
1: Uh, from what I've seen, it um, people tend to stay sitting at his shows.
0: Yeah, even if if the show even happens. Yeah. Okay, I'm vaxxed and double boosted. Like, oh fuck, I did not need to know that you were he a in LA. retard. He lives he in L. A. He's a retard. He's a fucking retard. Oh, how's that vaccine boosting, double boosting working for you? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a little line on my little stupid test thing. Yeah. Fuck you. I got no lines on any stupid yeah. fucking test thing because I'm not sick because I'm not a retard fucking jabbing Q-tips into my brain for no fucking reason. Yeah,
1: one, one of the guys from uh, Lamb of God is sitting out a bunch of Canadian shows because uh, he, he didn't want to get tested or jabbed. God bless him. Yeah, yeah. That's metal. That's metal as <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fucking Don Henley making his whole crew be all oh, they need oh. to all be vaccinated and tested. And they need to wear masks and they need to fucking put a butt plug in their butt. And they need to tell me that America Pie's the greatest song ever made. What? Don Henley wrote America Pie. That was Don McClain. That is Don McClain. What did Don <laughs> Henley
1: write then? A bunch of Eagle songs. Well, then fuck. Uh, he, uh, I you, was like, you think of his solo stuff? You think of his solo stuff? Yeah. Dirty Laundry? Terrible. Boys of Summer? Dog shit. I like boys of summer. Yeah, I bet you. I do. like I like actually I like the cover of it better than the original.
0: Yeah. So, I like Women of Summer Tim cuz I'm not a pedophile <laughs> or a faggot. <laughs> uh. uh. Yeah. Fuck Don Henley right in his ass with a bazooka and then fire. Uh, this is I th- th- I need to put this in a movie, but someone gets a shotgun
1: stuffed in their ass and then gets their head blown off. Oh, uh, that you need the continuation of what didn't happen in Crank Two. Yeah, because I mean, the first part happens in Crank Two, but no yeah. trigger is pulled. No trigger is pulled. Needs a trigger pulled, and then the top of
0: the, half of the body just explodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a good issue, Tim. Uh, I've got an issue for you. Here's what I don't get: uh, making stupid suggestions. Yeah. So uh, as we know, my departure is imminent. I'm like, what is it? 10 days. 10 days from now. So really nine days. Count them on. Fucking two hands. Well, yeah, I can count them on one hand. If after I get back to five, I come back around and hit six.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you count everything on one hand.
0: Diff shit. (laughs) Uh, So at a meeting last night. And um, they're talking about, okay, we're gonna adding these positions and this position and this position. And this one asshole is there in the back. Like, uh, you know, I just want to make sure we have backup for all these positions. You know, we need to train people for all of these things. And they, it, at one point he asked what training I had in order to get the job that I have. Mm-hmm. And I said, I have the exact same training. We give all of our stage hands on their first day. None. I fucking made it up as I went along and I did a pretty good job at it for a while. And you do that
1: for a long time and you learn how to do things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And he's like, yeah, we need, we need to train backups for all these things. Like, um, are you retarded because we can't get people to fill the primary position and you want two people to do that? Yeah. Like which one are you going to volunteer to be trained in then? Which one? Pick pick one. Be a fucking part of the solution, not part of the problem. Don't just throw out dipshit suggestions because <laughs> you think that something should happen. Like this this this, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And people make suggestions like that all the time. Like, oh yeah, why, why we should uh we should do this. We should have uh, two sets of truck loaders all the time because, you know, that would be safer. Like, yeah, that would be safer, but it costs more, so they're not going to go for it. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh Uh, Just, just irritates the fuck out of me when, when people want to, I like, it's like I said before, people who want to like complain, but not be part of the, part of the solution. Just, just adds to, it's, it's the way the whole federal government has worked. Yes. It's been just like, we just keep making suggestions. Hey, wouldn't this be, it'd be better if we did this. Well, yeah, it would, but. That's not possible. And then they just make it a law and then we're trapped with it like this. Oh, it would be a lot nicer if we had fewer gas powered cars like you're right. Uh, Why don't we increase fuel efficiency standards to an unreachable level so that all car like all vehicles are basically unmakeable. And then we'll push for these like mandates on electric vehicles, even though the technology is not really there yet. And the source of materials isn't there yet. I read this article a couple weeks ago um from this the a company that makes batteries for electric cars and they they said like their stock price is going up but their they said the raw materials for these batteries only about 10% of the current demand is available. Yeah. So we're way behind on doing anything because there's only 10 and that number is only going to get worse as they start to ramp up and want to like mandate electric yeah. vehicles. Like, who can look at that data and go, uh, yeah, we need to, man, we just need to mandate more electric vehicles. We need to make more stupid suggestions because if, like, clearly we, we don't have enough to do it right now. So, wh- how are we going to do it? by mandating more. This is just a stupid suggestion. Yeah, it'd be great if everyone drove an electric car. It'd be great if all of our fucking power was nuclear. But unless something changes, none of that is going to happen. So just no. suggesting it and then codifying it as a suggestion just ties the hands of any real innovation. Yeah, like because it,
1: the suggestions don't come from the people that that, that are in it. You're right. The, the, you know, the suggestions don't come from the people that actually do any of the work. Of course not, or know any of the you know intricacies of um, of said work. Yeah, like I could say, like yeah, it'd be nice um, if, like if 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 tomorrow the fucking Joe Biden called me and said, "Hey Tim, I need you to work on the electric car stuff." Yeah, and for some reason I said okay. Um, My first thing to do would be to like hire people that know things about electric cars. Oh
0: God, exactly. Like watching the stuff about uh, Star Trek, Picard of red letter media. Yeah. Like the, it's clearly a room you have, you have like 60 writers on a season yep. and they're all there in a room and they're all just going like, well, what if Picard had like a deep trauma that he needed to get over to get closer to people? As, and, the, and, they're like, yeah, that sounds like a good suggestion. And then they just take all the, what if the, you know, the, the board queen is iconic. Why don't we make the board queen be part of it? Oh yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. And, and, uh, immigration, like immigration's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put that in, uh, pollution. And they just keep like adding stuff on. They just keep putting it in the pot. And then nobody at any point goes, Hey, um, we, it's, it's like making, you know, soup, right? Yeah. I'm going to make soup. Let me start first. I need water, right? Complete. That's a base ingredient, bam. Uh, well, what well, I need a protein. So let's do chicken. Ah, cool cool. So chicken uh, from there, you know, we need something to kind of fill it out more, maybe some like noodles or some you know, starch or some kind. Noodles or dumplings, potatoes and someone's like, "Uh, what if we did a, a dumpling noodle potato soup?" Okay, that's getting a little weird, <laughs> but uh, I guess yeah, and and carrots and celery and onions. Well, okay, those yeah, those are good together. And beef. Okay, wait, where where are we going with this? And lamb and pork. Like, uh, you, we're kind of starting to go off the rails here. Yeah. Also, I'd like to add asparagus, sweet potatoes, and some honey. Excuse me. <laughs> and here's we're just gonna take this whole spice cabinet, and just dump yeah. it in there. Cumin, cinnamon, doesn't matter.
1: And then we'll put it on a plate and call it a nice medium well steak like excuse me
0: <laughs> and and so you you go from having like a soup that's like consistent and you're kind of going for a thing to just this like mash of food that all separately it could be good yeah we took we put their tacos in here <laughs> what? <laughs> what and and then now you you just have soggy taco <laughs> nasty chicken noodle lamb pork Celery, vegetables. Served on a bit of ice
1: cream and lettuce. He <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> was like, what the fuck? This isn't even a meal. And because nobody it's knows. It's just th- stuff. No, yeah, it's just stuff. Yeah, because <laughs> there's no chef in there going, yeah. like, uh, no. Yeah. We are not putting dumplings yeah. and noodles and fucking potatoes in there. We'll put like noodles and dumplings. We'll put in dumplings. We'll put in noodles and potatoes. We're not fucking putting all three. You get one thing. Yeah, we can do carrots and celery and onions. That makes sense. We're gonna do a little bit, little bit of spices, but we're not adding another fucking protein to this. Are you out of your minds? that's not what's happening. People just like, oh, yeah, let me just, I I think it, my opinion's important. That's really what it comes down to. Everyone Mm -hmm. thinks that their opinion is worthwhile because of the Dunning-Kruger effect. They think that they have a better understanding of things that they don't. And so they're like, yeah, I need to be, I need to be hurt. I have a voice, one person, one voice. That's the way this country's democracy. Like, you know,
1: you're an idiot. You're a fucking imbecile and you should shut the fuck up yeah i i was so i uh went back i hadn't i hadn't been watching the uh, red letter media um star trek Picard reviews because um, i had no interest in season two after having to watch i think after being forced to watch season one yeah um way but you know there's so many things we said during season one you know like like you know like 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 uh, i said you know this it's a show um by people who have never seen star trek mm-hmm for people who don't like Star Trek yes um and that was never more clear to me than watching the season two reviews where I mean I mean we knew it from episode one of the first season yeah where in when Picard says ah data always wanted a daughter yeah um like that was very like that is like okay you're gonna based all of season 1 on a non-existent relationship between Picard and Data clearly you haven't watched the show data always wanted a daughter clearly you haven't watched the show or else you would know
0: that he had a daughter had, yeah. who he allowed to choose its own gender and species yes yeah
1: um so when season 2 comes around and like Guinan is like a young rebel activist and doesn't know who Picard is despite having met him even earlier than when they sent him into the past in season two.
0: Yeah. I mean, about 140 years earlier. Yeah. 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 It's, and that's the thing, you know, if so, like halo, there's the halos TV yeah. shows on, yeah. I don't like halo, but you like halo. Yeah. You, you know enough about it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. If for some reason, uh, Joe Biden called me and he said, tab, I need you to be the showrunner on a halo show. Uh, and for some reason I didn't say, are you an idiot? <laughs> um, I would, and I did take the show. The first thing I would do is, uh, you know, play the games. Yeah. And then also, or at least like watch one of those things where they edit all the cutscenes together into a a single cohesive story. And and then, you know, hire people who were like, oh, you wrote some of the Halo books. Why don't you come and be like a, a script consultant? Oh, yeah. you wrote the script, you know, the storyline for the games. Why don't you come on and be a story consultant? And then we can hire like television writers to write the individual stories. But they, those people get to look and, so <clears throat> TV now as a season long thing is you're telling one story. They never seem to do this. They never seem to, to take their season and go, what's the story we're telling with this season? Yeah. <laughs> we want to tell this story where you know master chief uh like rises through the ranks and becomes you know he's not master chief at the start of the series but at the at the end of the first season he's going to be like made master chief and then season two will be about like his first adventures as a master chief right now he's just a chief or whatever the fucking he's a private he's pri- officer. private chief yeah uh, and because his first name is his 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 name's chief his his rank is master I yeah. assume because uh, he's not black yes. So that's the story I want to tell. Okay, we need to hit like this point, this point, this point, and this point. How do these individual stories feed into this big arc? Or they don't seem to do that. They're just like, no. yeah, we're going to do all this stuff. And then here in our fight, because we're just going to take suggestions from whoever fucking yeah. whatever dipshit sitting in the room and thinks, hey, this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in in theater, that happens a lot in production meetings where some other department head will be like, Well, you know, I was thinking this, and they'll tell you, they'll give you like a suggestion. And the thing that I would always say is, I'll take that under advisement, Uh which was my coded phrase of saying, You're "You're fucking dumb. Yeah. And I'm not doing that. Uh, You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And we need more people that will do that so that people don't think that their opinions are worthwhile
1: yeah um the in the in the Picard review, they said you know Mike was saying like this is just gonna be all good things, but bad. yeah and then th- literally this morning I was uh I saw a thing that was like season two of Picard uh you know um, unveils big Q long time mystery about Q. And I'm reading, of course, you know, and it's like season two. Of Picard has been about this. Q, here's who Q is, right? Because mm-hmm. this is who this article's for. Like, who is Q on Star Trek? Oh, it's, oh, it's this weird guy from the Next Generation. Do you think they know that there's more than one Q? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I think they think the the Q Continuum is like the name of his like badass spaceship or something. <laughs> yeah. This or his dick. Yeah. This is the Q Continuum. <laughs> Um. Uh. uh. And and then it was like there was a quote from Alex Kurtzman that was like, uh, yeah. What we wanted to do with Q was as his like sort of like dying wish was to show his like his dying wish was to show Picard like how to love again and to like be more open.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was like an actual quote from Alex Kurtzman, which is literally the the end of the sh- of TNG. Yeah. All good things. So they're just rehashing old Star Trek like plot points that they don't even know. Are plot They points. don't even know. Right. Yeah. I'm sure they don't know that, um, which is mind boggling. Yeah. It's not like um, it's not like like, you know, like the last I heard like the last season, the the lady Doctor Who, I heard that was a real train wreck. Mm hmm. But it's not like they were pulling from the old Doctor Who episodes that fucking like just got deleted. Oh yeah, because there's a bunch of Doctor Who that just doesn't exist anymore. Because it, it was only ever just blasted television; they would
0: re uh, reuse the tapes.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so there's whole whole seasons of that of the old 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 episodes of the sixties and seventies that are just gone. And it's not like they're they had to pull from that you know for starts it's not like for P- P- picard it's not like they had to pull from it, it, episodes
0: that don't exist episodes that don't yeah. exist everything's on netflix
1: or even like what well, their strange new worlds is all based on um the original series the original well not even just the original series but um the original pilot the original pilot yeah like we have access to all of this how is like how can you not just like I'm, you it's your job it's your watch job. the show yeah yeah and if and if you don't want to do the work, you have millions and billions of dollars. Hire someone at minimum wage to fucking do it for you. Yeah. And it's, it's LA, it's Hollywood, you wouldn't be minimum wage, but pay me twenty thousand
0: dollars a year and you can call me anytime, day or night. Tell me some ask me something about Star Trek, and I'll give you the answer and I'll tell you you're an idiot. That fuck, I'll do it ten thousand dollars a year. Ten thousand dollars a year flat fee. You just you send me a check on January first. Anytime you call me throughout the year, I'm like, I'll just go like that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, and I'll tell you. Here's the episode you need to watch. This will this will answer that question for yes. you. There you go. And then you can call me when it's done and tell me that you don't understand it because you're stupid. You yeah. are a stupid person.
1: Or uh, put me on hold for about thirty minutes and I'll tell you the answer.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let me call you back in twenty minutes. And yeah. I, I have to go. Let me go consult memory alpha. Yes. Because <laughs> you could just do that. too. Yeah, you could but, also just do that. Uh, but I can synthesize that information and give it to you in a verbal format uh-huh. that you'll understand. Yeah, it's fucking embarrassing. These. Speaking of uh, fucking embarrassing, I have bad news for all you Pluto TV watchers like me. Yeah. I was watching Pluto TV the other day, had it on Star Trek channel. <sighs> Star Trek episode ends. And then it's like, this thing plays. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then I start hearing Rebe- Rebecca. Rebecca who used to be smoking Smoke hot him. holy shit she was hot in the yeah. x-men movies oh, yeah. era not so hot anymore really oh uh okay. she's got the thing you'll see this a lot with uh tv ladies they'll wear these dresses that have big colorful um front and back plates and then on the sides it'll be this black strip that yeah separates i've seen that two. before yeah what it does is make it makes you look slimmer ah uh, okay uh and and they're, they, everyone else's uniform is like solid yellow, but she's got black panels on the sides.
1: Uh, yeah, it's not like she was a, a hefty gal in the X Men days. In fact, if anything, she was like she was like supermodel thin. She was supermodel thin. Yeah, she's not supermodel thin anymore. I guess she feels the need
0: for it. Uh, I guess so. Anyway, uh, so. Pluto TV is now playing Strange New Worlds. I assume just the first episode and then like a bunch of behind the scenes and other shit. I guess to get you to want to subscribe to Paramount Plus, which I will not do. It's it advertises it like every commercial break. But nah. you know, it's targeted advertising. I'm watching Star Trek. You think this is Star Trek. You think yes. I should watch this. Yes. It's not. Um but like to show the actual show. I was so disappointed cuz there are all they show is TNG. There are five other series you could yeah. be showing at just on rant. Just fucking put them in a VLC playlist and hit random. <laughs> That's what I want yeah. on the start. I just want to click over and the, oh, look, the Star Trek channel. Ah, the Star Trek channel. I'm watching what what episode? Let me try and guess this episode. I did, I'm usually really good at that. Like an episode yeah, I pop know. up, my I name it. One came up. It took me about Five minutes before i figured out what it was wow. and i saw the name and i still had no idea what the episode was you know what huh. episode it was tim
1: was it from enterprise
0: it would no it was from oh. tng tng yeah it was a tng episode couldn't identify it for several minutes it was the episode where they're like warp is destroying space oh. it's such a bad episode yeah. forces
1: of nature forces of nature no yeah. Was it Was a, some aliens come along and they were like, they point, they're like, all, here's all your warp trails and here's, right?
0: Yeah, they're like, we have these anomalies and then the lady flies a shuttlecraft into yeah. a rift and explodes it and they have to do their thing. Yeah, it was, uh, see, she got the black panels.
1: Yeah, she don't need them, but.
0: Uh, doesn't she? Yeah. That's kind of touched up. There's a still from the show, and I was like, "Yikes!
1: She's thickening up. I bet she had some kids, probably." Anyway, well, got some of that Resident Evil director Dick.
0: That is what <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I thought that was uh, Mila Jovovich. Oh, that is Mila Jovovich. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, uh, that brings us to the middle of our episodes. It mean, is time for this episode is brought to you in part by. The Ricada News Network, definitely not fake news. Well Tim, what news do we have today?
1: Uh, our first news story uh, comes to us from the land of fast food, specifically Arbys. A night manager at a Vancouver Arbys, arrested recently on child porn charges. Jesus. Also Christ. allegedly urinated into the milkshake mix at the Arbys at least twice. Said said the Vancouver police. Uh, He was booked into the county jail on nine separate charges after allegedly confessing to detectives that he downloaded and distributed uh, said child porn and had a sexual interest in children. Uh, They say he works works as the the night manager at the Arby's. Um, When they got a search warrant for his digital devices, they found the video of him peeing into the milkshake mix. He says that he did it at least twice, quote, for sexual gratification. Sexual gratification being you are
0: drinking his pee milkshake. Yes. Uh huh. Ugh. Gross.
1: Uh. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's 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 uh not the least healthiest thing in an Arby's. <laughs> but uh, probably not very really good. Yeah, how come my my milkshake's a lemon? <laughs> hey, this milkshake tastes like piss, sir. How do you know? How do you know what piss tastes like? <laughs> <laughs> they just squeal. It burns out. <laughs> well, our next news story also food related, but uh, very differently. Food related. Uh, a unique study out of Switzerland finds that music can affect the taste of cheese um <laughs> okay. researchers at the burn university of the arts liberal arts college this, this, this is, is this is what the, this oh, is what okay. the, your their money is going towards they exposed 522 pound wheels of Emmental cheese to different kinds of music played on a loop for six months.
0: Oh, oh, I thought it was going to be like we sat these people down and if they listen to this, it's t- no, no, no. no. This, this is way. like
1: when, when, uh, when a pregnant woman puts headphones on her belly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the different kinds of music played on a loop for six and a half months, 24 hours a day. Um, here were, here, here were the, the songs Stairway to Heaven. Okay. Uh, Mozart's Magic Flute, uh, UV by Vril. I assume yeah, that's yeah. electronic music. Monolith by Yellow. And Jazz by a tribe called Quest. No Yarlin. No Yarlin, yeah. Uh, other cheeses were exposed to sound waves at different frequencies, but not specifically not music. music. Yeah. And one control cheese was exposed to nothing. Um, Researchers found that the music had an impact on the strength of, of the smell, the taste, and the flavor of the cheeses. A group of food professionals participated in blind taste tests and declared that the cheese that was exposed to A Tribe Called Quest tasted the best. They said it was, quote, significantly different from the other samples when it came to both smell and taste. This is all such bullshit. <laughs> it's a, this is new age Tyromancy.
0: Can have some cheese warehouses just playing jazz all the time.
1: Well, they would be playing early 90s uh hip hop. Oh, if, is that, that was what tripod Quest. Quest
0: was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then then that's what they'll be playing,
1: yeah. which will be embarrassing for other reasons. Uh our next news story comes to us from El Paso, our uh, cousins down south. Yeah, if you will, border town. Um I know you saw this video tab, but there was a the video went viral a little while ago um, of a lady jumping into a zoo enclosure. No, I didn't see it. So, um, it was in El Paso at the El Paso Zoo. Um, the a woman jumped into the spider monkey enclosure <laughs> and fed them Cheetos. Okay. Uh, this was May of last year. God, um, spider monkeys. Yep. Uh, afterwards she was arrested she lost her job at 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 an el paso law firm and of course received harassment online from people concerned with the health of the monkeys fuck monkeys they don't need any fucking health the only thing they deserve are bullets Uh uh-huh yeah fucking eliminate the species the genus uh she is now facing a pending criminal trespass case Uh, She, well, she, uh, she's working for a new law firm and she claims that she quote, did nothing wrong. She didn't just like Hitler, just like
0: Hitler. Um,
1: She talked to a local news station and said that uh, it was a, it was a two foot fence. Okay. Uh, So not a fence. Yeah. Um, She had to cross a three foot deep moat. Um, to feed the monkeys the cheetos, and then she walks out like they didn't like go get her out of the enclosure.
0: How'd they even find out she did it then? Some, some fucking bitch came over them and was like, That lady was feeding the monkeys. I want to feed the monkeys. Fucking stupid tattletales. Yeah, she should have fed them cyanide because fuck monkeys. <laughs> Only thing Max and I agree on is yeah. monkeys are the biggest problem in the universe. The funniest,
1: the funniest part is that, uh, a lot of the backlash that she was receiving online wasn't about going into the enclosure
0: Mm, it was about that the food's not good enough it was
1: it was about the cheetos um at the time the video went viral zoo officials said the monkeys are on a strict diet and they have a sign posted on the enclosure that says not to feed the animals um her lawyer and her both argue that one cheeto would not harm the animals yeah um saying that there's many videos online showing monkeys consuming all types of human food like popcorn and beer. Uh Uh, And she says that um, she's arguing that the monkeys were not even affected by her presence in the enclosure saying that they were extremely excited when she climbed in.
0: They can smell that food.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, this shouldn't even be a trial. No. If you can, if you can jump into a zoo, a wild animal enclosure at the zoo, yeah, get close to the animals, feed them, and then just walk out, you're good.
0: Yeah, they fucked. They definitely need a better like security system.
1: Not only that, but like like if if someone jumps into the tiger cage and gets eaten, and gets eaten, they deserve it. Exactly. If someone jumps into the tiger cage, feeds the tiger a bunch of Cheetos, plays with them, and like rubs his tummy, mm-hmm. and then leaves, walks out, he's good. He yeah. survived. What if uh, he gives the Tigers meth and fucks
0: a bunch of gay boys in the ass? Uh, that that <laughs> sounds like a pending lawsuit. I think someone is in jail for that. Really? Yeah. It's the Tiger King. Oh, okay. That, gotcha. That was the joke. Of course, that joke would have been more like funny two years ago, because uh, while that was like this huge cultural phenomenon for 16 days, now everybody's forgotten about it, because Tiger King is a stupid, stupid thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I've got one last news story, but I, as I was reading it, um there's a lot of terms and stuff I don't recognize okay literally this actually yeah, because it's all about uh bicycling bicyclers. yeah, yeah. yeah. um apparently the Giro d'Italia mm-hmm. is the uh is a big grand Tour they're doing a mm-hmm. uh, big grand Tour race thing. Um, the winner of stage 11 was uh, Alberto Dainese from Italy. Mm-hmm. he was a surprise winner um he was also uh let's see um he won because uh who oh Biniam M was forced to abandon this year's race he gourmet was the first black African winner of a grand Tour stage mm-hmm. but was forced to go to the hospital after popping the champ after popping the champagne cork in his victory
0: into his balls
1: into his left eye. Oh God! <laughs> was he looking down the end of it? I, I, I guess he was. I mean, you know, no bullets, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, he, this this young up and comer, twenty two year old, he <sighs> fucked up, man. Yeah. Champagne cork to the eye. Yep.
0: Don't look at the champagne when you decork it. No. Or decork it with a sword. That's pretty cool. That is
1: pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Do you know how to do that?
2: Uh,
1: yeah. You there's a there's like like a crease in the bottle that you uh-huh. line up and you to saber it. And yeah. You slide it along that and it. But the bottle has to be cold. Yes. You, you put the neck of the bottle in the
0: ice so that it's like extra cold and brittle. Yeah. And you're not chopping it. You're. It, it's, you're sliding l- it's sliding
1: it it's perpendicular
0: yeah yeah anyway well that's uh that's our news and that takes care of our Or this has been
2: the ricada
0: news network definitely not fake news and that takes care of our legal obligations this week tim but you know what it doesn't take care of what uh getting more cheetos to feed to monkeys but they're going to be filled with uh cyanide capsules so if you want to help with that project, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for... Here's what I do get. Which is the name of the show, and over there we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly mini-sodes. We have our $2 tier where we throw their in in bits and bobs, and we do now and again. We have our $5 tier where we drop the hate and talk about it's great, and here's what I do get. We have our $10 tier where you, the fans, submit a film, you vote on what film we watch, and we sit down and watch it, record a feature in the commentary. And then we have our $50 spite producer tier, Tim... I got a spite producer request while in Nashville. I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear what it was? No, I did not. Uh, I was given $50 cash at kid rocks bar Mm -hmm. to have on the one and only Andy as a guest. Uh huh. So, uh, I of course can't contact Andy because he calls from an unknown number. Yeah. So Andy, if you will call and leave us a voicemail with like a email address, uh, that, that you I can send you an email and get you invited on the show or if you can I don't know like leave us a voicemail send me an e- send me an email you know here's what I don't get I think it's hw podcast at gmail.com really?
1: or just just leave us a voicemail with your contact information we won't play we it. won't
0: play it on the show that's and, then, and, then, we'll get and then we'll get in contact yeah. with you, is essentially what we're trying to say so uh yeah that's a punishment for you is it yes how uh I don't I don't remember why it was a punishment for you, but it was but it was a punishment for you. Ah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that was a spite producer request that we're gonna try and fulfill as soon as we hear back from Andy. So we'll see when that comes about. But uh, let's get back to some issues, Tim. What is your second issue this week? Here's
1: what I don't get: uh, TV CG. Yeah. Uh, we've got, I I you know I would deign to say, outside of. I'm trying to think who else, you know, in in, in the world of Hollywood, Mar- the Marvel movies still are the champs of like budget, right? Mm-hmm. As far as budget goes, right? Those are getting the most spent on them. Yeah.
0: They're like $200 million a movie now.
1: A piece. Uh, yeah, yeah. And there's three of them coming out a year. Yeah. Probably four soon. Um, There's nothing else bigger than that. I think I would think, right? No. Um, the only the only person I could think would would even come close would be like you know if Christopher Nolan was doing some huge sci-fi I bet his next movie epic. has a much smaller budget though. His next movie is an Oppenheimer biopic. Uh, so yeah it's it's a lot smaller budget. I don't think Tenet did great. No.
0: I uh, think they're blaming a lot of that on the pandemic but I think a sure. lot of that is cuz it fucking sucks. Yep. I and think I it's think, his worst movie, worse than
1: Insomnia. And Insomnia's not great. It's totally fine it's
0: fine it's just a uh
1: and, and dunkirk is also just fine yeah the thing with to me dunkirk it's got like those three um it's like three stages of time kind uh-huh. of thing and the only interesting one is tom hardy at the plane
0: oh i thought the people in the boat was was interesting enough yeah well,
1: anyway i wanted i wanted 90 minutes of tom hard like like a 90-minute movie of, like, dog fighting and stuff. Yeah. Christopher Nolan doing but that. But that. that
0: was the thing, was that his his timeline was only, like, 20 minutes. It was
1: five, it was, I think it was, like, five minutes, five hours, and five days or something like that. Yeah. Was how, how he did that. Anyways. um, And I saw Dr. Strange over the weekend. Dr. Yeah. Strange 2. I uh, saw a
0: couple of strange doctors. Yeah. Dr. Steve was at the live show. Nice. Yeah.
1: Nice. Um, and... There are moments in that movie where I'm like, "Ooh, you know the the CG just 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 here and there, right?" Mm-hmm. To most people, it's imperceptible. Yeah, but you know, to to people that really look at the stuff, watch a lot of movies, watch a lot of movies, you can see it here and there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's a little plasticky, a little plasticky, or the physics um, are just just slightly off. Yeah, like I can see the I can see right when the I can see when it went from like footage to a 3d model. Cause it lo- it's, you know, it looks a little off in the moving back there, but in the, mo- but you know, but you can forgive most of that. Yeah. Cause it's, it's usually fast action. Um, and even the worst cases like the, um, well you can forgive it if the story's good. Right. You, th- yeah. That too. But I mean, in the moment you can forgive it. it in the moment, even if it stands out, you're still like it usually engrossed in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh black widow i saw that in theaters um and the whole last third act is a cg shit fest that Mm -hmm. doesn't need to be there and it's got moments where in the theater i was cringing yeah it was bad me too it was it was the the cg was so off on some of that stuff i was in the theater and i was like how did i get here
0: why am i here i don't want to see this movie
1: yeah uh and then like like deadpool 2 there's like that one standout bit in Deadpool 2 is uh, like the like gas station blow explosion scene uh, near the end when X-Force is landing. Mm-hmm. They're getting on the – or Domino, Domino's – yeah, X-Force all dies. Domino's sh- is like parachuting down into the city streets. Yeah. And a car like gets spun into a gas station and explodes. Yeah. Like you don't even know what I'm talking about. I have – you, you have a vague recollection bring, 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 of it. Yeah. But in my mind, I, I remember watching it and just being like, "Oh, it, it's it's because it looked so much worse than everything else." That whole sequence has looks a little like her whole slow motion
0: running through stuff. Yeah, looks a little goofy in there. But the
1: gas station part in particular, like it looked ten years older than the rest of everything yeah. else. Clearly, that was like a last minute thing. Um, but like you, you like you have a va- you you have. Almost no recollection of yeah, that, but Blu-ray. I have
0: almost no recollection of the whole movie. So, sure, sure. Yeah.
1: Um, but like that stands out to me, but it does, but I would, I'd watch it right. I watched that movie right now. Yeah, I've got it on Blu ray. Yeah. I watch it. Um, so I watched uh, most of Moon Knight on yes. Disney Plus. Moon Yes. Um, Moon Knight is a story about, if, oh. if I was to explain it to anyone,
0: like if, I was like, if I was to explain it to you. Can I, can I make a guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a story about a black guy who becomes a uh, biblical crusader circa the like seventh f- century every uh, at, uh, at night under the full moon? No. Okay. But
1: this, that was a that what, is that show, what, right? Yeah. Is that what you got from like, the imagery that you have understood about moon night? And, no. I'm just
0: oh. uh, purely going based on the name. Purely on the name. Okay. Yeah. Fourteenth um, century, whatever the Crusades were, that's what he turns sure, into, and sure. then he like he, you know, he's got the like bucket helmet and the big plus, uh, the big, the big uh, lowercase T on his yeah. like thing, and the chainmail, and he's like aha vast, and like <laughs> cuts cuts robbers and shit in half. And That'd be awesome. Yeah, and but the but the armor like breaks out of his body like a werewolf. He's like, oh, it's a full moon. That I am the sweet. Moon. Nice. like head turns into a oh, bucket. He's a were Crusader. He's a were- Crusader. <laughs> Man, <laughs> he's like rides on a on a golden horse, and he's just you know, it'd be fucking badass. That sounds he's way like better than any of the bullshit off. I watched. And then he like wakes up naked in the park, and he's like, "Where am I? What has happened?" Um, the horse is gone. Yeah,
1: I'm writing this, man. Moon Knight by Tab Burt Yeah. Um. Now, if I was to explain it to someone, Moon Knight is uh basically a schizophrenic batman. Okay. And uh Egyptian Egyptian themed instead of like bat themed. Mm. He's 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 Egyptian themed. Yeah, like King Tut. Yeah. Who is a Batman villain? Yes. Okay. Um So when I, when I tell you that that show had exceedingly bad CG that was, like, just pulling me out of the moment the whole time. Made by Disney and Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of makes a fellow wonder. Right? And it's it's not just Disney and Marvel. Like, other shows have had terrible, bad CG. But, like, Disney and Marvel, they keep, like, relying on it heavily. So heavily. Well, because it's cheaper
0: than like building a set or shooting on location.
1: Yeah, of course it is. uh, There was some. But like they have all the money in the world to do that stuff, which would just in turn make it better.
0: It's a fair point. But if they make it better, it's like here, Tim, the show's not made for you.
1: Uh, a fan of the Moon Knight comics. Yeah, yeah I uh, no,
0: it's not made for you. It's made for the Soy Lord with, you know, Will Wheaton looker with the patchy <laughs> beard uh, with absolutely no body definition of any kind, and but Funko also Pops. but also not fat. A wall of Funko Pops, you know, of every fucking version of Iron Man that they've ever released. Uh, big, the big stupid glasses, you know, his t-shirts got like the Disney logo and he's just like, I love brands. <laughs> Yeah. And he's just going, he's just watching that he's like, he they take no analysis out of any any of this shit. They just put it on. And they're like, exactly. wow, this was so cool. You know, and 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 you know what their favorite YouTube channel is, t- Tim? Is
1: it one of those, like, top ten Easter eggs in Doctor Strange 2. No, it's it's Red hack the Circle movies. and the
0: Arrows. Hack the Movies is their favorite oh. channel. Yeah. yeah, that would,
1: because they're. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're just. When they, they review a movie, it's just like, it's just like watching the movie. It's like, it's like someone watched the movie and they just told it, you what happened in the movie again. It's like watching it again. It's like I have for friends. For free.
0: Yeah. But like I had friends too. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's,
0: uh, that's who those, these shows are made for. That's why, yeah. I, that's why I'm not interested. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy was made for you. Yeah. And
1: by... Which, by the way, three, apparently in three, they're going back to the com- the comic costumes. Neat. Yeah. Uh, Saw some set photos.
0: By um, whatever, osmosis, like a transitive property, Yeah, I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. because it was made for you. Yes, but I, I enjoyed it because it was like it was captivating enough. Yeah, not not a great movie, but it was captivating enough. Yeah, uh, and then as things become more corporatized, it starts to no longer be for you, mm-hmm. like a longtime fan. It's also not for me, a person who like appreciates film and and can watch and enjoy these yeah. types of deals. So like they have just lowered and lowered and lowered to the lowest common denominator. Yeah. And that's who this content's for now.
1: Yeah, it's like when because I was Because
0: they they know they have your view. Yeah. Uh Tim will watch this. He loves Moon Knight. Oh, <laughs> uh, it wasn't good. Oh, uh, it'll be better next season. Yeah. Season 2 there's Tim like a beaten lover just
1: like <laughs> I hope it's good this time. I, I I didn't even finish the show. Oh. No, I, I mean it's done now. Mm. I and I I, I I have no plans to finish it, um, mostly because they took my favorite Moon Knight run and made it the last 15 minutes of one episode. I, th- I think it's the your next
0: second favorite Moon Knight run. Your favorite is the new where Crusader man. Yeah. <laughs> <can> run. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Crusader by night, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crusader by Moonlight. Well, werewolf by night is the Marvel werewolf guy. Uh, okay. So I figured Crusader by night would be that yeah. guy. Um. No, yeah, they t- they took Jeff Lemire's Moon Knight run, which is amazing. Uh, the it's it wakes up with uh, Mark Spector in a mental hospital, not knowing whether all the Moon Knight stuff in the past was real or not, and his separate uh, personas, uh, doing their own persona, separate persona things in his mind, but also. Different with different art accompanying each one, and it was it's it's great, and it's they use it as the last as as basic inspiration for the last like fifteen minutes of an episode, um, but like I so I'm watching the first episode of Moon Knight, right? And in the same way where as when I was watching Doctor Strange two, like I can tell when Sam Raimi was directing the movie, yeah, and then I can and then when I couldn't tell that Sam Raimi was directing the movie, that's when he was like directing the movie, but it was really, it had all been written and CGI pre vised way before he, you know, got on onto board. the project. Yeah. Right. Um, the moon, Knight is, I mean, it's in the same moon. I was the same way. Like I, there was interesting, like I was finding it interesting. Like you have a character who is, um, basically an unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, if he, he he'll just like wake up and be somewhere new because he fell asleep and his other persona was doing something and he snapped back you know and so they do that with a car chase in like the first or second episode of moon Knight, and it's a super great idea because he he's he's in the car chase being chased by bad guys and his main persona is he's is like a kind of nerdy british dude Mm-hmm. But the other persona is an, like an American mercenary, dude. Badass, right? And so he's like blipping in and out between the two personas. But we're only getting the shot of his the British guy, um, which is a great concept for a car chase. Yes. where he's being chased by bad guys that are shooting at him. Because um, he'll wake up mid like be, having a guy in a headlock and shoving a knife into him. Um, being like, Oh God, what am I doing? Um, Hey buddy, you all right? Yeah. Are you, are you, are you doing okay? All right. You'd have a good nap now. Yep. And like, that was to me, like it was, I, I'm watching it go down. Like, Oh, this is like, this is great. But like, it's hampered by all the shitty CG because it's a car chase and they <laughs> and don't There want, are no cars. <laughs> there's no cars. It's all green screen and it just looked terrible. Um, completely pulling me out of it but the reason i brought this up as my issue is because the the trailer for she hulk just came out oh no and she's an all digital character i was super looking forward to this because one of my favorite she hulk runs um so unlike the hulk she doesn't transform back and forth no she has transformed back and forth um, not of her own, own accord usually, but she stays in her mean green machine <laughs> mode all the time, even like going into court as a lawyer. Um, and one of my favorite runs in some, some of my favorite stuff is the, you know, the very comedic lawyery superhero lawyers, lawyer stuff. Um, she's done and they're taking, they're taking from that, like she's now a superhero lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, Hey, they put her in the uh, the outfit, though. They did put her in the outfit, but she's in a completely digital character. Yeah. Like the Hulk has been, but with what appears... To be a TV budget. Uh, with TV budget. Yeah. Um, and the shots in the trailer are... There are some terrible shots in this trailer. Really uncanny valley stuff. Which, like, you know, for Rocket and Groot and Guardians of the Galaxy kind of works because they're not human yeah but there's a reason Gomorrah was an actress in green paint and not a cg character and nebula wow is an actress in blue paint and not a cg character and yondu was blue and not drax was grayish green and not cg yeah but she needs to be like nine feet tall that's the yeah that's the problem is is she needs to be seven plus feet tall and super jacked
0: oh this is embarrassing yeah
1: what's funny is they have the hulk in the same
0: shots and he looks great he looks great because they're just using they They have the assets already yeah so everything's all pre-built yeah
1: and i'm sure like it'll get mildly better because that show comes out in like six months Mm mm-hmm so I'm sure they have time to this touch like it up.
0: This is like the pre-render for the final. But
1: like, why would you put that out in that state? Yeah, that's embarrassing. Like for like a real quick shot, if you're you know CG's not CG's not completely done for like a you know a quarter of a second shot in a trailer. Yeah, no big deal. No big deal.
0: The funny thing about TVCG going back to that car chase is, uh, if you ever watch the old Rockford Files TV show, they uh, James Garner would flip a coin with the stunt driver as to who was going to drive him when they yeah. did a shot, and he's he ended up doing a lot of stunt his own stunt driving in that show, and so there are car chases in that show where the cameraman is in the passenger seat shooting past. Uh, James Garner's head mm-hmm. out the window to like show the other car beside them. Yeah. Like that's all pre CG yes. and it makes all those things feel real. Yeah. They're exciting. Like it's, it's a seventies or eighties, whatever seventies, uh, I guess mm-hmm. car chase in a TV show. So they're they're not like going crazy. They're not yeah. wrecking into anything, but there's like a realism there that just doesn't exist in car chases anymore. Not because 90% really. yeah. of them are done with, you know, CG you know, if they even have real cars. Guns. Yeah. Yeah. Like a uh, baby driver, right. There's that yeah. scene in baby driver where he like spins the car between all the semis and like, mm-hmm. wow, that's so cool. Like, yeah, those semis are all added in post. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they're exactly where they are. Like they just tracked it. And some of that, you know, like they'll they'll go in and they'll delete the tire tracks from the road. Yeah. It's like, that's, that is what, you know, just how you're, you're kind of polishing the existing or it driver. Was, uh,
1: n- uh, no time to die. All the stuff in Italy, all the car chases in, in Italy, Italy.
0: It was all digital. All digital. Yeah. And it just, it had no weight. It had yeah. no, it was not interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, that's a great issue, Tim. But I'm going to change things up with a uh, here's what I do get. Ah. Uh, nailing it. I uh, had an interview yesterday uh-huh. for this new, for a new job out, out of town. Yeah. And I've been through you know several interviews at this point in my career, and you know, usually feel pretty good about them. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. And I felt pretty good about this one. Like I think I felt like I did a good job. Mm-hmm. And uh, the I, I ended up finding out really quickly that I did a good job because I got off the interview thing at like 3:45, somewhere between 3:45 and 4 o'clock. Yeah. And by five o'clock I was called to do an in-person interview like as soon as possible.
1: Nice.
0: So out of, out of all the candidates, they were like, yeah, we want to move forward with you in the process and, you know, come, come down here, up here and check some stuff out. So that was pretty cool. But, uh, I was the uh, nailing that interview. It was like the guy, the guy was like, here, let's start out. Tell me about your lighting experience. Like what did Uh you experience with like being an electrician and being a designer and being a programmer? And I laid out all my, all the, kind of basically just like talk i'm talking my resume the that's greatest what i really wanted sense, to yeah. do yeah and so i they had sent me the names of these people and i'd done some research on them and i i kind of knew about this guy i knew how i knew, knew how to like connect with him uh-huh. and there's another guy uh i knew how to connect with him he's a musician he does like a singer songwriter stuff like my dad does and uh-huh. like i can i kind of connect with him there but then there was this lady i was just like I don't, I don't i don't know how to I don't really know how to connect with her, yeah. but you know, so it's all just, you know, I just have to hope for the best. Right. So the first question is like, tell me about your lighting experience and programming this and that and all these other things. So I get into talking about doing lighting and the programming and some of the things that I've, I've learned over the years. And I was like, you know, um, so I, I was the programmer for Kristen Chenoweth PBS special in like 2014. Um, I had programmed that show with about 30 minutes of training and how to be a programmer. And so a lot of it was me learning how to do things while I was trying to make this yeah. like big budget production happen. And I told the story about how, you know, uh, the pro was supposed to be this one guy who was supposed to be a programmer, but he was also TD, of the theater, and they kept pulling him away with TD questions. Hey, we need you to teach, you know, this, this, that, and the other. And so he wasn't during focus, they needed someone who could run the board. And I had a vague idea of how to run the board that way. Yeah. And so we get down with focus and he comes up to me and he's like, well, I've got good news and bad news. The good news is, uh, the lighting designers really like you and they, they, you know, they they think you're doing a good job. The bad news is, can you be back at seven for a rehearsal tonight? And so then it was all downhill from there. I ended up programming the whole show and the lady pages on, it's all via zoom. And she's like, I just want to say, I saw that PBS special and it looked amazing. I was like, yes! Didn't
2: even know it. Ah, I was yeah. Still
0: paying dividends, and I, so you know, and you got, I got, I was like, oh, thank you. You know, it's a, a lot of work. I've got it on DVD here somewhere, um, but like inside, I'm like, fucking ah, that was the only missing. That was the yeah. missing piece, and I just, and I'm like, right away, I was. So then they, they were just asking me about uh, all kinds of stuff. At one point, that you know, the job listing was for lighting design, sound design, technical director stuff, dispatching, staffing, those yeah, kinds of yeah. things. And so they're like, how do you get, keep people engaged in with their work and how do you keep them wanting to come back? I said, one of the things that I, I like uh, for me personally, I always try and learn something new and I like to help other people learn something new. And so sometimes if I explain like how a thing came to be, people find that interesting and they want to learn more. Like, do you know why the you know? Do you know why? Where the first use of wireless microphones was was from? Why we use them now? They're like no, well, where, where did that come from? I'm like, well, the 1964 film My Fair Lady, Rex Harrison doesn't sing, and I told this whole anecdote about yeah. how they had to basically invent wireless microphone technology to film that movie, and they're like, wow, that's fascinating. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> I'm a very interesting person. Thank you. So then we get they're like, well, so all these different things that were on. It's like, okay, this wasn't really part of the description, and and maybe you have experience with this, maybe you don't. Um, you know, but uh, just out of curiosity, what is your experience with filming and editing video and live streaming? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let me just pitch that up, bam!
1: Right out of the goddamn park, and it's soaring, soaring, soaring. If you've gone. got about 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> d- do you like steak? Yeah, <laughs> you edited that, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh,
0: You know, I was I talked about the live streams my dad and I did early in the pandemic, and the music videos that Tim and I shot for him and edited. We shot all those videos on like a Wednesday, yeah, from six p.m. No, probably no. We shot those from like four p.m. to probably eight or nine p.m. Yeah, and then we had them edited by Saturday night.
1: I think so because
0: we needed them by 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 Sunday night or or Monday, yeah, yeah. something like that. Uh, Fucking whirlwind of editing. And, you know, again, talking about like having to do the music, like that connected me with the, the other TV guy. And, um, yeah. So then they asked me what my dream job would be. Yeah. What is your dream job? And I said, well, uh, to be a house husband for a very wealthy woman. <laughs> and that got a big laugh. <laughs> <laughs> as it should. Yeah. As it, yeah, you know, what, what is everybody's dream job? Yeah. Uh, and I said, no, no, actually, seriously, um, I don't really have a dream job. I've had a lot of jobs that I've I've wanted that were my dream jobs. I'm very fortunate I got to work them. You know, I had this house job in Tulsa that that was my dream job when I was, you know, eight, 16 years old. And it's like, I want to be that guy. And, and I got to do it. And I, I did a really good job and I enjoyed it. And, you know, sometimes <laughs> some of it was good and some of it was bad. And then when I was 18 and starting out in the world, I wanted to be able, you know, I wanted to be in charge of all the stagehands and manage that. And I've gotten to do that now. And it had all its challenges. And I've been very fortunate to work all my dream jobs. But my real dream job is when I was 16 or 17 years old, I went to see a play at the community college here in town. And uh, I was I went with someone and it was Lone Star and Texas Bourbon, Laundry and Bourbon and Lone Star. It's two little one-act plays, and the first act are these these two women, I think uh, uh, two sisters, and they're talking on the front porch or back porch about life and everything, and then the second act is one of their husbands and his brother, they're at a bar, and they're also talking about life and everything. But in the first act, they're outside on the back porch, and at one point, one of the ladies goes inside the house to get some like Mm. more drinks for everyone. And the set was just this block, you know, we're just, we're on the porch. Well, she steps inside the house and she still has lines in there and she turns on the light inside and the walls become transparent. Yes. And she's still inside of there. And she's and we can see her and we see like they've dressed the house up a little bit. And then she comes back out and that was it. It was just this one little moment. And now I know, you know, it's, you know, painted scrim and it's, but at that moment that was magic. And then I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And in that moment, I thought I want to do theater. I want to do this. I'm going to make this kind of thing happen. So my dream job is one day creating a moment where some 15, 16, 17 year old kid Goes to the theater, they see something that they think is the coolest thing they've ever seen, and they want to keep doing that too. Whether or not I ever know that that happens, that's my goal, and that's the dream to just keep this going. I want to hire you
1: right now. I, know, I don't know that's what That's a good for, story. That's I, I don't know what for, but I want to hire you right I now. I
0: mean, that was and that's like that's like the last thing I that was the yeah. last question in the deal, and it's like that's perfect. That is a perfect anecdote. <laughs> how can you how can you argue with a guy? That's yeah. that's a guy with passion and commitment and dedication. I'm the best <laughs> fucking nailed it, man. And it felt good. It felt good to like finish that, that thing. And I was like, that yeah. went really well. That went really well. Yep. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, I'll get a call like Thursday or Friday and they'll, they'll say, you know, uh, we either, you know, we, we went with another candidate or, you know, we want to do this next step. But like an hour later, the <laughs> phone's ringing and, um, they're calling a Google voice number. They're not calling my personal cell phone number. Cause I don't put my personal cell phone number in applications. Uh, So my Google voice number, when it rings through, shows my own name. (laughs) So I'm like, is this a scam? What is this? Hello? Like, oh, hey, this is the guy from this job and blah, blah, blah. You did a really great job. And I was like, holy shit. And I'm sitting with the people that I'm quitting from. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like. They're, they're hearing this conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I can come up. I can come up Sunday. Yeah, I can come up Sunday and hang out and Monday. Yeah, perfect. And then I'll be back yeah. for... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's all That sounds great. That sounds great. Thank you so much. And nobody asked, like, um, what was that? What was that? <laughs> they knew what it was. They didn't want to know the answer. The answer is I'm getting the fuck out of this shithole city. Fuck every one of you. Yeah. Feels good, man. Because uh, especially, like, interviews interviewing is a skill right but you don't get to like work that skill out you don't get to go like do practice interview i mean i guess you could go apply for shitty jobs and do yeah, practice yeah. interviews basically if you're good at interviewing you'll get a job and then you don't have to interview for a while and yeah then there's this trepidation of like what do i how do i prepare it occurred to me about two hours before this interview started like are they going to want to see some portfolio material oh yeah and do I have any on this computer or has like it been lost in ages? Because I had, I'm, and then I'm looking at it it's like, oh, great. All my portfolio material is um, still in VectorWorks file formats, which I can't access because I don't fucking own VectorWorks because I did, because my business, my company owned VectorWorks yeah. and I just use that for everything. And so, yeah, it's, I, I had pulled some amount of stuff and I was like ready to talk about it. And then we ended up not needing any of that. It was all, it was all just personality. Yeah, yeah. Like the resume speaks for itself. We used to find out if you're like a funny guy who can tell charming anecdotes and, mm-hmm. you know, speak well and uh, about others. Yeah. I feel like that dream job answer, I'm writing that down because that is my answer for, I'm bringing that to every interview for the rest of my life. Like this is my dream job. Is this, cause that is, I mean, that is my, has has been my secret goal as a, in theater for my, like the last 15 years is creating those moments and, uh, you know i every so often i will surprise myself with a little moment and i'll go man that's fucking cool that's fucking cool and whether or not there's someone in that audience that says that is fucking cool. Like uh, I did Othello many years ago and there's a sequence in Othello that's set in a thunderstorm. There's guys, they're on the beach and they're like, th- and I, we are in this small space, probably about the size of the room that Tim and I are sitting in right now. Wow. Not a big theater. No. <laughs> and I had like 11 speakers hidden in this motherfucker and there were like cannon blasts and there's thunderclaps and there's rain. And I have the, like, I have the rain slowly fading between like this torrential downpour until it like slowly works its way down through the whole scene and all these thunderclaps and and they're coming from different areas of the theater and their guys are like shouting to be heard over the rain and there's lightning and shit and it was cool it was a cool se- sequence and uh I went and saw it with friends you know like opening night and we get through that sequence and I'm like this is pretty badass I like this a lot and then we get to intermission and they're like all right we're going back in I'm like yeah I'm not I'm not really interested. Uh, I've, I've seen the show. I'm, yeah. I, I just like the thunderstorm. Pretty much the rest of it's dog shit. Um, so if you guys want to see the rest, that's cool. If not, we don't have to because it's, like I said, it's dog shit. Like you saw the thunderstorm. Thunderstorm's pretty good. <laughs> like, it's Othello. Yeah, we're, no, we're going to go back in. Like, all right, cool. I'm going to go find something else to do. I'll be back <laughs> in an hour, hour and a half, however fucking long that show was. Yeah, it's Othello. Look, you, you, you fucking know what it
2: is. You seen a movie version of bitch.
1: it, or what was that? A, We've all played the game. We got the general <laughs> yeah. idea. They made a movie version of Othello in like the early two thousands with Denzel Washington. No, no, not Denzel. I'm thinking it was like it was. It was set in modern day, in like a high school. Are you thinking about Freedom Writers? No, it was called, it was just called O. Othurlow? It was, it was called O. It o a, from
0: 2001.
1: Yeah, it had a What's Your Face in it.
0: An update of Shakespeare's Othello with a young cast at an upper class prep school and centered around yeah. a basketball player, yep. Odin. Yep. It has Julia Styles, Stiles, McKee Pfear, Martin Sheen, Josh Hartnett. And then a bunch of other people you've never heard of, yeah. but people that you go, oh, that guy, yeah, yeah, that sounds terrible.
1: They made, they made us watch it in high school. They made you in I, what class? That's, I I don't recall that. I definitely saw that in high school.
0: Oh, it's Lawrence Fishburne was in a two, 1995 version with Kenneth Branagh. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Kenneth Branagh likes his. Uh, he
0: loves his Othello, man. He likes
1: Shakespeare. Shakespeare, that's what I meant. Yeah, so nailing. I like the, milk, the is it Mel Gibson Hamlet. Yeah. Uh,
0: I don't like any of them. I think that we should stop producing Shakespeare in any form or fashion. Stop printing books. Stop doing Shakespeare festivals. Stop making movies. Stop doing reimaginings. Just fucking stop. Shakespeare is not good. It's not even good for the time. That's the that English teachers <laughs> don't explain this to you in school when you're like, uh, uh, English teacher, Shakespeare's fucking stupid. They're like, it's a fucking classic and you're gonna fucking read Julius Caesar. Alright, now get to it. This is what you need to know about Julius Caesar. Friends Romans, countrymen, et tu brute, everybody fucking dies. The end. Here's what you need to know about Hamlet. Everybody fucking dies. The yeah. end. Here's what you need to know about Othello. Everybody yeah. fucking dies except for Iago. He cuts his tongue out. Yeah. The end. What about,
1: what about Macbeth?
0: Everybody dies. The end. <laughs> You're not supposed to say the name, Tim. It's a it's a, yeah, you gotta learn this. You're working with these people now. You can't say Macbeth. You're supposed to say the Scottish plate because Macbeth is a theater curse word. It's like a bad juju. Go Macbeth, your mother. Yeah. You're supposed to Yeah. Anyway, everybody dies, the end. And then you have the, you know, much ados about nothing. Twelfth night. Twelfth night. Uh, You know, the other ones, the non-tragedy, everybody gets married. The end. Nobody gives a fuck. Here's the thing about Shakespeare, Tim, that they don't teach you in school. Shakespeare was not like a great writer who wrote the best plays. He was prolific. He was prolific, and he wrote the best of the form. He wrote exactly to the five-act structure form. He wrote tragedies where everyone dies. He wrote comedies where everyone gets married. That's why he's famous not because they're good
1: yeah he, but, he's he's mr he's generic and and uh predictable yeah and he wrote a bunch yeah he's like any of the the modern day authors that he's like a Like any, any, you know, like a John Grisham or...
0: It would be like if in 500 years they watch all the geezer teasers and like Liam Neeson movies and Bruce Willis movies from their late part of their career because there are a lot of them Uh and not because they're the good ones. Oh yeah, we're not going to watch, we're not watching like Rob Roy, but we are going to watch like On Cold Ground or whatever fucking stupid movie he did in last week Yeah, Um, because like, oh uh, yeah, we kind of ignore Die Hard. Because it's, you know, good. But we are going to watch Die Hard 5 and all the other movies he made in his 80s. Because they're, like, they're prolific. Yeah. They were all over these things called streaming services. No. ma'am, is that, like, a hollow chip? That's what they're going to do. Like, it's going to be Marvel movies. They're going to completely ignore, like, any real film. Yeah. And nobody's going to be talking about moon in 500 years, but they're <laughs> going to be talking about fucking Avengers end game Endgame, yeah. game. Oh, this is, you know, biggest movie of the time until the next year when fucking Spider-Man took it for fucking, who knows why. <laughs> and then every Marvel movie that got released after 2024 was the biggest movie of all time because Marvel just like circular dump money into its own pockets to wipe out everything. It's the way like all the Harry Potter books are the top charts of sp- bestsellers ever. Yeah. Yeah anyway well that's my issue or my my do get nailing it so uh this has been here's what i'll get i'm tab burt
1: i'm Tim hannah catch you guys next week see ya if
0: you want to call in? Here's a get hotline. Call us at seven zero four seven five zero nine four three four and tell us what you don't get. Uh, I've got one voicemail here from the voicemail hotline.
2: Hey, Tab and Tim, this is the guy that's leaving California and just listening to the episode uh, today. Actually, is my uh, last day of my current job, and I could totally relate to you know what you know all the last minute compliments that you were getting. Tab, it's like, oh, oh, you're so awesome. We don't know what we're gonna do, and it's like, yeah, whatever. Okay,
1: thanks. You know, obviously. But the thing that I've been getting, um, I was born in Southern California. My entire family's from Southern California, except my dad.
2: And I tell them, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm moving to Virginia to be closer with my family. And they're like, oh, are you going home? And it's like, no, you fucking piece of shit. I was born here, unfortunately. But anyways, uh, yeah, also strawberries suck.
0: Oh, dude! People were beating up on you at at (laughs) WATP Live. They're like, "What is Tim a retard or something?" (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I I still don't understand what your problem with strawberries is. I don't know what they did to you. It's the lesser of the fruits. It's not though. Yeah. What's the What is the apex of the fruits? I want to say it's
1: the red grape. You want to say it's the red grape? Are you out of your fucking mind? my uh uh, let's see raspberry raspberry is my other favorite oh wow in all other forms as a fruit to just eat plain as a flavor as an actual flavor as a artificial flavor okay what cut? what flavor snow cone
0: are you getting at the end of the game uh grape because it's favorite yeah it's favorite Raspberry is also favorite, but grapes a little more favorite. But not just not as much. Yeah, yeah. They're both good. Both they're good. both good. Both. Uh no, you're wrong. The eight, the best the best fruit
2: is uh bananas.
1: They're up there. Yeah. Top five.
2: Yeah. Oh uh, they're oh yeah.
1: Number one. Top five.
0: Maybe orange.
1: Orange is probably also top orange
0: five. orange juice. Yeah. Uh, you can just eat an orange. Yeah. That, that's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, they make the orange slice candy, Ooh, wh- yeah. which is great. Orange soda. Yeah. And one of the key ingredients in an old fashioned
1: orange. Yeah. Most versatile fruit. Grapes, pretty versatile. I don't know. What is what is grapes made into? Grape juice. Gross. Uh, grape candy. Grape soda. Grape candy. What, what is a grape candy? Nerds. Ah, no.
0: Come on. The pink nerds are the best ones which are flavored strawberry. Nah. Yeah. Purple nerds. No. No, yeah. no purple, purple nerds. nerds. I don't even want that half of the box. I used to take <laughs> that half of the box and just cut it off and just yeah. throw them into the ocean. And I'd eat the rest. And they'd go like, why are you wasting your money, yeah. sir?
1: Now, I'm not into wine, but come on. Yeah. Wine. No, wine is wine is a waste. Like I said, I'm not into it personally. Uh-huh. But if we're going pure dollars to dollars, I mean, the wine industry is fucking humongous.
0: The orange juice industry is humongous.
1: There but are, there's also grape juice. There are two industries based on. There's no, there's no on orange, it. W- orange liquor. What
0: orange what or- liqueur?
1: Yeah, but triple sec, Cointreau, y- y- more
0: than wine. Yeah, way more than wine.
1: You're crazy. I'm not crazy. You're crazy. It's uh, what would you rather have? A glass of wine or a glass of coin Like I said, personally, not into it. Uh-huh. But dollars to dollars, you think there's? I'm more? not talking about dollars to dollars. I, that's what I'm there talking about. There are a about... lot of
0: retards out there, Tim, <laughs> as evidenced by the people we work with. Yeah. Okay. Those people go out and drink wine yeah. because they're retards. Yeah. I'm talking about like quality of life. Wine, a nasty, bitter. Shitty low alcohol thing, yeah. or triple sec, which is sweet and sticky, thirty three percent alcohol, and you add it to a cocktail to add that orange zest to it. Bam, orange bitters. There are no great bitters.
1: No, no, yeah. you're right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, and I would say apples, but, the, but but the problem with apples is you have like really good ones, like yes, Sweet you Tango. Do. You have really overrated ones like Honeycrisp and then or you have Granny the, Smith. Uh, Granny Smith. Then you have the dog shit ones like fucking Red Delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh Pink Lady. Ugh. Actually, yeah. No, Pink Lady. I don't really care for Pink Lady.
1: I like Fujis. Fujis. Fuji apples.
2: Fuji good apples.
1: Go. They're nice and small. Yeah. Great smell. Pineapple. Pineapples up there. Yeah.
0: Anyway, Uh, All my strawberry boys call in. (laughs) As long
1: as there's no cantaloupe defenders.
0: Whoa, Tim, what? (laughs) Cantaloupe's fucking great.
1: Uh, What is your problem with cantaloupe? My my problem with cantaloupe is that it's paired with honeydew melon. (laughs) Hey, honeydew
0: is also good. I have dined on honeydew, Tim. (laughs) Have you? Yes. Yeah. And I have drank the milk of paradise. So just keep that in fucking mind. (laughs) Okay.